0: Three, two, one. Hello
1: and welcome to the D-Bad Movement. This is episode 15 of the Don't Be a Dickhead podcast. I'm John Gilbert. I'm Ian Thompson.
0: And I'm Alex King.
1: Welcome along. So we are going to be talking about siblings, brothers and sisters. Sisters and brothers. What have our community been saying about siblings?
0: So we've had a message from Pippa Clarkson, and she said, my parents and brother all had naturally really dark hair when mine was quite fair. And my brother told me that I was adopted.
2: (laughs) What what a a wonderfully thorough prank to start off with.
1: (laughs) What is this adoption thing? Do you have that with your siblings?
0: Yeah, my sister used to tell me on a regular basis that I was adopted.
1: My my sons are always saying
2: it of each it's other. It's like the ultimate insult. What's wrong with being adopted? I mean, I'm not adopted, but yeah.
1: you know, isn't that wrong? It's a lovely thing. Mm. Yeah, it's not that bad. Could be worse. You could yeah. be actually genetically related to these people
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> who are making the terrible jokes. So, nice. Yeah, yeah,
1: my brother used to say it to me, and then on one occasion, I just turned around and went, "No, it's you that's adopted," and he cried for hours. Wow. You see. I've never had that said to me by my sister
2: that, that I can remember. But you might think it from my mum and dad's house as far more pictures of my sister up than there are of me. I think there's only like one or two pictures up of me. And normally in the pictures of me, I'm with my sister. And then the rest <laughs> of the pictures are of my sister. To the point where my dad um, WhatsApped me the other day and said, will you send me through loads of pictures of you? Because I've just realised how Neil and Paul are centric our house is. Neil is my, my sister's husband um, and Paul is my sister, obviously. Um, but yeah and this even went to the point where they had a fra- they had my sister's degree framed on the wall yet my degree when i asked my mum do you know where it is because i need it for something she said oh i don't know i think we might have lost it <laughs> so not only oh. was it not only was it not up in the house it was lost
0: is it like a monica and ross from friends situation
2: i think it is yeah yeah oh Anyway, I've, I've staked a claim to be best child now. During the lockdown, I've wronged
1: them every single day. Bet my sister, aunt? not mm. And you've just played to something there. It's like siblings, sibling rivalry appears yeah. to be like the standard. Um, yeah. And you see this throughout history. So we've had Cain and Abel. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you what, they never did the you're adopted prank. <laughs> um, but then, of course, Cain did murder. Herbal, which was pretty pretty severe. On par. Um, then you've got uh, Rodri and Ryan Giggs, famously yeah. um, Ryan Giggs having an affair with his brothers. I don't know that's rivalry. It's definitely dickheadery.
0: Definitely yeah.
1: dickheadery. The Gallaghers from Oasis, that's in- in- interesting. Well, They have a famously tempestuous behaviour.
2: And famously
1: dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Liam hit Noel with a tambourine. Wow. That doesn't sound very rock and roll, actually. No, it doesn't at all. I don't know if you meant <laughs> to hurt him. If if you'd have like smashed him across the face with a saxophone or something like that, then then he'd show like he really meant it. <laughs> a little tambourine. And uh, and Bross, did you see that documentary? That was brilliant, wasn't it? Uh, Matt and Luke Goss. Yeah. And they... So they were they were trying to reconcile, having gone their own ways. But yeah, it's about trying to find your own way because I guess what you find with siblings is that. A lot of it settles the nature-nature debate around who is going to have the best life or who is going to be the most successful, or as in your case, Ian, who is going to be the most caring to the parents during the COVID nineteen lockdown. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They might not know what your face looks like, but they certainly know the sound of your voice.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I I, mean, I don't know. I, my sister might have been ringing them, but I just reckon I'm probably better, better child right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Alex, you've got a, one sister, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've got, she's five years older than me. And when we're talking about the rivalry, um, I don't think I've ever expe- experienced jealousy. I used to be very jealous of my sister when we were younger. So obviously, I was five years younger. So when she had, like, I specifically remember her prom day, I was just furious that all of the attention was on Charlotte, which now is just, like, ridiculous. But I think when you're younger, and especially when there's quite a large age gap, I think it, there can be um, a lot of jealousy and um, fighting for the attention, I guess.
1: Yeah. But is that dickheadery?
0: I just think it's part of growing. I guess it kind of is a little bit, because getting jealous of your sibling because you're not getting attention is a bit dickhead, isn't it, really?
1: Yeah. But you didn't go the full cane.
0: No. No, not quite.
1: Sacrificed her for God.
2: Was it just fighting over attention or did you used to genuinely like fight about things?
0: Oh, we used to have physical fights as well, yeah. Mainly about clothing, actually. And then what really bothers me is denying it afterwards as well. So there's been times now my sister doesn't wow. live with me but obviously she sometimes comes round to our house and she'll come up to my bedroom and take clothing when I'm not there and if I ask if I ask <laughs> still, her if she's got it, still yeah, raw, isn't it? she'll deny it and that is just, that is dickheadery, do you not know think?
1: Unbelievable, Definitely. beyond the pearl oh. Right, so... <laughs> I don't know if this was one for the podcast, but I'm going to say it anyway. So my wife knew that we were recording about siblings today and she has a sister who's three years older and had all the clothes kind of stuff, which you've just described, Alex. But she said um, on her sister's 13th birthday party and Sally was feeling very out in the cold, wasn't allowed to come to the party and the attention wasn't on her. So what she did is she she went and got out her sister's white Alessi jeans with a yin-yang-yang. Yang. And inside the jeans put a combination of ketchup and mayonnaise and then folded them back up and put them away again. Wow. And now that occurred almost 30 years ago and has never come to light. And Sally never understands why she never (laughs) was held to account for it. And she said that she was paranoid for weeks because she knew she'd committed (laughs) this crime and was going to be found out one time. (laughs) Waiting for it to be got back. But she never has done, unless her sister's really playing the home <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. Retribution is coming. And we'll we'll come home one day and like all of her clothes are filled with... Well, actually, if you think about it, ketchup and mayonnaise, that makes, like, seafood yeah. sauce. So yeah. it would all be seafood sauce within there. I'm <laughs> um, worried that her sister found her jeans and then thinks that maybe she had some kind of incident that she didn't remember. Yeah. That maybe there were body fluids within it, although yeah i wonder how that never how that never came to light it's weird. but i think the the difference between like S- sally's stuff with her sister is, is is that yeah you have these fallouts when you're younger but you raise this point off air alex that as you get older your relationships do tend <clears throat> to improve because i think it's just it's just part of growing up isn't it and your sibling like in the case of my youngest brother where there's just less than two years between us He's the person who I've had more arguments with in the world than anybody else. I've had more physical fights with him than anybody else. But he's also been incredibly supportive of all of the stuff that I've done. And likewise, I am with him. We were each other's best man at weddings. So it's like, you, you do have that love-hate relationship with those that you're closest to. Yeah.
2: I've got two stories about my sister that we still laugh about to this day. Um, one of them is... <laughs> <laughs>
1: i just I don't know what the story's going to be, but I hope that she does laugh about it. I'm guessing you do
2: um one of them is when um and i can't even remember why, but she was annoying me just before dinner um and so and so fresh from the pan, I threw a fried egg at her uh her head um but at it was like head. fresh out the pan, probably still sizzling but yeah, her head yeah i think i think kind of half hit her and half hit the the the, the wallpaper. Which my mum and dad weren't happy with. So I probably got told off for that, inexplicably.
0: That's quite vicious.
2: Well, you say that's quite vicious, Alex. The second one is, we were playing Wrath of Khan. I don't know whether anyone remembers the Star Trek movie, Wrath of Khan. But we, mm. were, playing, we were playing Wrath of Khan. And in it, um, then they put these little things in their ears to make them understand, I don't know, Klingon or other languages and things. So me and my sister were playing that. And so my sister got one of the little, you know, the Q-tip things that you clean your ears with and she put it in my ear and she just put it in a little bit too far and it hurt a bit. No damage, it just hurt a bit. So, but I took exception to that. So I pinned her down on the landing and I pushed the Q-tip so far into her ear that it started bleeding and she had to go to hospital with a perforated eardrum, and she still has problems to this day. But my, do we laugh about it.
0: Did I wasn't expecting wow. those stories.
2: Yeah, I mean it's a gift that keeps on giving. That. So, so you said you said that the fried egg was harsh. I mean,
1: yeah, it's also. It's, yeah, I, I don't. Well, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with the, the D bad show in that we're just laughing along to what actually were quite dramatic effects of domestic abuse. <laughs>
0: It's brought up a memory I have from when me and my sister were younger. And we used to play, like like you've just said, like role-play games and things like that. And we once was... no, It was actually Titanic, so the scene where um, Jack is in the water. So what Charlotte decided to do, I think I was only probably about five or six, she actually ran a freezing cold bath, and I obviously played Jack. And she forced me to be in the bath, probably until my lips like basically went blue um, and act out the scene of her not allowing me to get out of the bath to get onto her uh, door. Um, so that's one that sticks, yeah, sticks wow. in my brain.
1: Sticks in the psyche.
0: It's quite traumatic. Oh my
2: gosh. That's brilliant. And just you've just forgotten about it temporarily because of the lack of oxygen that yeah. you suffered underneath the water. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Because, of course, in Titanic, he he dies. I think that might
0: have been what she was wanting to happen. This is really
1: bad. (laughs) Yeah. See, I'd often worry when we do these recordings that a lot of my stories are too extreme. Um, But the stuff I had lined up with my siblings is really quite warm and cuddly in comparison to you (laughs) two bastards. Actually, in fairness, in fairness, you were the
2: victim in that. That would have been so much more a nicer story if you'd have just both sat down and drawn pictures
1: of each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, not sure they made it onto the podcast though. So my younger brother I mentioned earlier, I mean, we've we've had so many kind of falling outs over the year, but we do get back together. But you think these things end in childhood, but they don't. He did a great number on us recently where, um, to show that we are adults and supportive of each other now, when he was having his house renovated, he asked me and my brother if we'd go and help clear, and my nephew, if we'd go and help clear his yard. Because he had all of this stuff to do and he didn't think he'd be able to manage it on his own. So we showed up on the Saturday morning with a plan of getting this done across the course of the day. And we did get it done across the course of the day. But my brother, whose house it was, who asked us to do it, didn't turn up himself. (laughs) So he said, oh, sorry, I've got to work. But here's a a skip. And I cut my arse on the skip and I had to go to the minor injuries unit to check that um, I didn't have a tetanus. By the way, you can't get a tetanus off a skip. It's got to be to do with soil and grounded. So I share that story to save somebody else two and a half hours in case um, you ever have a (laughs) skip-related anal injury. It wasn't anal, by the way. It was a butt cheek. Sorry, I uh, I should qualify that story there.
0: Do you think with siblings that's why it happened? Do you think we sort of take advantage of our siblings and we do things that we maybe wouldn't do to just our friends because we think
1: we can just get away with it easier i think so i think that your sibling you i mean unless you do have like a Cain and Abel or gallagher-esque falling out then you're still yeah. bonded to each other for the rest of your life so you have to be more forgiving hmm. i mean my kids are 12 and 14 and they are definitely best friends but yet their idea of fun is to just hit each other repeatedly and just be horrible to each other. So, I mean, I was checking on the Spanish homework yesterday and I just uh, heard Dominic saying this phrase. He taught himself a new phrase and it's because he'd gone onto Google to find out what the Spanish for Zach loves dick (laughs) was. So, So in in my siblings, I've got, uh, as I I mentioned, my younger brother, Mike, who were pretty much the same age, and we had a 10-year gap to Stuart from me and then a 12-year gap to Brian so it was like two different generations and their response to having the little brothers was slightly different so the eldest Brian um, I'm not sure he was that keen on having young kids and he so he was a bit older and um, I shared this with Ian recently that I have this my first childhood memory of him, really. Actually, my second childhood memory. I'll tell you the, the, the first one after this one. but My second childhood memory was being woken up in the night. I uh, slept on uh, bunk beds by my brother saying, oh, John, John, we need you to come downstairs. So as a toddler, I got up and he led me down the stairs in my hand. It was all dark downstairs. And he was just like, come on, you've got to come through here. And he led me through to the living room. And with that, the light flicked on and loads of teenagers went, RAAAARGH! Ah, on me and just found it really really funny while i just stood there oh. crying
0: that must be a thing because my sister used to absolutely thrive off scaring me she literally just used to we used to share a bedroom and she would sit at the end of my bed and just tell me awful stories while i was obviously like upset about it but she just seemed to get something out of it like just trying to really terrify me and I think my mum got quite concerned about it because I'd tell her Charlotte's scaring me on a night. So one night she sat at the top of the stairs to like listen to what was going on, and she said you wouldn't believe what was coming out of her mouth, like the things she was saying to it when obviously I was just a toddler. Yeah, it must be something that kids get out of it.
2: I don't think my sister ever tried to scare me.
1: Maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe Charlotte was telling Alex the story about the girl, the ghost, because she <laughs> froze to death in the bath.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and actually haunted the house. <sighs> <laughs> so my earliest memory of my eldest brother was when he broke my favourite bowl I had a bowl that had a nursery rhyme of the, uh, what do they call it, with the cat ran away with the spoon one, hey diddle diddle that's it, of yeah. hey diddle diddle and that was my bowl right? and I loved my bowl and when I was going to have a meal it was like, can I have it in my bowl But in fact I was only two when I had the bowl so I probably wasn't even speaking like that anyway he broke it, well that was it, he'd wronged me <laughs> So I, I don't know in the mind of a two-year-old what my revenge plan was as such. But one morning he got up very early because he had a paper round. So he went out to, um, to go and deliver his papers. And I got out of bed to go, presumably to have it out with him. But by the time I got there, he'd already left. and He'd, he'd biked off to the newsagents to do his round. Um, so two-year-old John decided to pursue him on foot. So whilst everybody else in the family was still in bed, asleep, I went outside in my pyjamas and walked a good half a mile towards where I (laughs) suspected he would be. I I actually remember this as well. I remember people, should you be out on your own, little boy? And like, I'm just trying to find my brother. he probably wasn't even speaking. Anyway, uh, an hour and a police search later... Um, I was taken in by a family who'd found me just wandering around on the, the streets, and they were able to uh, identify me and took me home to my crying parents.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you never found your brother? No. Um, he got in trouble for it because he'd left the front door unlocked after when he'd gone out for his paper round. But the so, biggest crime was in breaking my hey little diddle ball. But-
2: yeah. So, but in a way, you did get retribution.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what the best Good. thing you can do as a two-year-old is to just freak everybody out by running away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was all all right in the end, and and, and we get on really well now, uh, much better than we did back then. He hasn't broken any of my balls for ages.
2: There we go, winner.
1: Um, and my other my elder brother Stuart. Now I have a lot of sympathy for Stuart because the three of us shared a bedroom, and when you think about this, it means that when I was. and Mike was six he'd have been 18 and still sharing a room with two annoying little kids with toys and noise and so on but he liked a good drink did I was Stuart and um, I recall him he would just come back and just like put the world to rights he'd wake me up at night and go don't you listen to him John you be whoever you want to be and stuff like that and I'd just like (laughs) nod along and just agree with whatever uh, life skills my main role model was, was bringing along to me they're part of your siblings I think you do need each other when you're, when you're older but surely like all of these falling outs it's just, it's just practice isn't it for the reaction of yeah. the real world exactly and I think you
2: know like, we, like all the stuff that we've mentioned and we've mentioned about how you've got a lot more tolerance for um, siblings and things like that a lot of it is just dickheadery isn't it and I mean even if you look at people like the Gallaghers and things like that then again it's just dickheadery it's just for some reason because they're genuine both dickheads then they're not getting over it <laughs> That sentence
1: finished very abruptly. <laughs> what, do, um, what do the Gallagher's do that you think is dickheadery? I just did the I love the Gallagher brothers. They? <laughs> do you think they're dickheads though? I do, yeah. Not you. You've had your chance.
0: Everyone can be a dickhead.
1: Take them or leave them.
2: Just before we wrap up, I've got a little story um, of when uh, my partner's son and daughter, so when Olivia, her daughter, was born then they were talking about what to name her. They'd decided possibly on the name Jemima. And, uh, and they said to Dylan, what do you think of Jemima? Uh, anyway, she ended up being called Olivia because the only way that Dylan could pronounce Jemima was to say vagina. And that, that, was, that, that was the only way he could pronounce Jemima. So they thought, we're not having her brother go through the first few years of her life saying vagina to her whenever he needs her. But still to this day, then they refer to you know like different people have got different words for like your willy or whatever and uh, so still to this day they call the woman's thing a vagina uh, jemima sorry but that 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 caused hilarity as well when olivia started school and there was a girl in her class called (laughs) jemima and olivia just couldn't cope with this she couldn't cope with it at all there's a girl called jemima (laughs) which is brilliant
1: Has she ever stumbled across Jemima Puddle Duck?
2: I don't know, to be honest, but presumably so.
1: Yeah. That that sounds like a really gross nickname for it. (laughs) (laughs) So, on that note, when it comes to siblings and dickheadery, look, treat your sibling with respect, don't ever fall out in a way that is never reconcilable because you're, you're going to be there together to the end of time. You, you might be your worst enemy, but you're always going to be each other's best friend. And as you, and if you are going to be a dickhead, do it to your yeah. sibling. Test the boundaries because they're <laughs> the ones that are going to forgive you. Absolutely. But, so remember, unless you happen to be with your brother or a sister, don't, don't be a dickhead! Be a dickhead. <laughs>